I'm more of a worshiper. I like, and I know a lot of people talk, say they're a worshiper, but you know, worshiping comes in different form. You know, and you activate your spirit. So your spirit is activated, and your community, you communicating basically, and you know that that the energy of that communication. So, if it ends, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm in the right place. What is the right place? I'm in tune with Christ. So, discipleship is the track record of the the church, but we are not doing discipleship. Um, you know. People get saved, and it's it's, and I don't want to get into the semantics about it, basically. But people get saved, and they're left on their own. So, and you leave, you're left on your own. Then there's no foundation, and there's no foundation. So there's easy, there's cracks appears easily, and as cracks appear, um, then you're not strong enough to withstand. Because you're not strong enough to withstand, basically, you fall away. <clears throat> so, do you think that it should be a compilation of churches that should really start this movement where we begin to disciple our um, our new converts? Yeah. So I don't think it's um, I don't think it's necessarily um, a compilation of churches. It's each church unto itself. So if you know, there are so many different denominations, there are so many different organizations, there are so many different um, men of God who has erected their church. <laughs> you know, so if that's what, excuse me, if that's, if that's the pathway that you have taken to say, okay, I formed this church, you form it based on the basis that, you know, it's unto God, then if you, if you've studied the scripture correctly, then you know that the trope, the church grew through discipleship. That's what grew the church. So then, if you, if you're about the father's business, then that's how you need to conduct business. But earlier you stated that it is not you have not seen it happening, and not not the, not to the level that it should be, and I think. When we look around at the fruits, the, it, it tells you. So you don't even have to see it everywhere, but you can tell when you look at how do you distinguish right now um, believers from unsaved folks? And, I, and I, it's just a rhetorical question. So, but just when you look at that, it tells you that something is falling short. So it's, it, what's falling short. The discipleship or the right discipleship is not taking place. Because if you're a disciple, you know, um, that's how one disciple makes another. Yeah, so that's why I ask if a compilation of churches come together and decides that we should reorganize this thing and get it going and, you know, just get hungry for souls that we want to keep them wouldn't it be a great idea that we, you know, we begin to implement this move, this this move? But I, but but that's where I go back. I I feel I you know each one, everyone. Uh, yes, we have doctrine, we have a, a religious sect or whatever. But to me, every church house. So you don't even have to come together. 
with any other church, at least from my perspective. And not to say I'm right, but I'm, this is just my perspective. If you are, the source is God, right? The source is Jesus Christ. So he showed us the way. Why would we need to come together with another church when Christ already showed you the pathway? So you follow the pathway. So it's every church, every organization, every, every, every um, structure. Because the church is you. So the congregant, then, basically. So if, if your church, you've got 50 members in your church and you are the head pastor of your church. If your church is following the script and discipling the new convert that comes into your, your church, my church that I'm pastoring is doing the same thing, right? But we are all vying for the same thing. Heaven. Right, but why right, can't but if, we come but, together, whether Baptist, um, Church of God, Pentecostal? Why can't we just lay down our or shadow our garments of where we come from in terms of our religion and come together as a people? and bring forces together to bring God's word out to the people who needs it. Why can't we do that? I mean, they can do that, but why, what, what I'm saying is, why should it be that we've got to come together? You know what's right if you are worshiping God. Go ahead and do worship God, disciple in the right way, instead of waiting on the next man to join force. But that's so what we are doing now. We are worshiping individually by ourselves and we are doing nothing. So I am thinking that unity is strength. And if we come together as a whole, a body of Christ, and say, let us as a people, let's do this. I think, you know, we will have better results. Don't you? I, I'm still coming together to, you know, Coming together to worship God as a congregant is one thing. In the, the discipleship aspect of it, this you you get saved. So we look at it. So you've got New Testament, um, and you've got Baptists. We we're serving. Well, we should be serving one God. Um, they're competing forces. But I, I don't think the issue in that competing force is, is the discipleship. The question is, in terms of discipleship, discipleship is about Jesus Christ. Unless you're discipling your, your, your followers onto someone else. If you're discipling your followers onto Jesus Christ, which you've got the framework to do because it's in the scripture, that's, this is how it was done, um, then you do that. You can still be discipling and, and building the body of Christ and operating with other denominations, Baptists, working side by side with, um, with New Testament or Pentecostal or whatever. I don't think that's the issue in terms of discipling. There, in that area, you know, I, there's competition based on which God is right or which doctrine is right. And so if we're going to compete about doctrine, you will never, we'll never get it right. It's about the discipleship aspect, basically, because knowing that if I am building 
kingdom. What I'm imparting on on you if you are just a, a new convert basically in my denomination basically as long as it's the word of god and not my word we've got too much people basically who feel they're they're right in their approach and that's what's bringing animosity because we're not looking out to the the one god there's just too much com competition taking place and so if we do away with competition serve god we're serving god for money we're serving god for what we can get out of the, the 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 ministry as opposed to being concerned about one's plight or the purpose for why you came you know so those are our challenges the kingdom of god is at hand and we're wasting time down here as Christians, you know, really, you know, separating ourselves as to this religion and that religion. Don't you think it would be wise for us to begin to start to look towards the future where Christ is concerned and try to see how well we can, you know, bring unity and strength to our churches? Uh, you know, um, Jesus said he's coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle. Um, that spot or, you know, that spot or that wrinkle is not the church body, it's, a, it's the individual, right? So um, an individual basically, at the end of the day, I have to seek God for me. You have to seek him for you. As long as you are seeking, seeking him with your whole heart and not just when there's a need or, um, you know, when something happens or when you're seeking him you, you, you've got the word, the word is not diluted, you know, it's, it's not chopped up and given to, fed to you um, in a way basically that you, um, you have no clue or you just take what you feel like you need, but you're getting the word or you're studying the word for yourself. That's I remember, what I remember you stated that your mom was a strong um, Christian woman in your mm -hmm. household. She may have lit the path for you, so you know, you're carrying that on now. But what about those folks who have no one in their household who has ever spoke to them about Christ, but in their passing, or they decide that they wanted to take Christ on. They are the ones that I'm asking you about if they are by themselves, no shepherd, they must fail. How do we bring about a shoulder for them to lean on when they are weak? You pray for them. So you pray for them, you take them, you guide them, but 
you've got to have committed people doing that. So, you know, for a church, a church organization, they, they won't know unless somebody's bringing the word to them. The scripture tells us basically, you won't know it unless somebody brings the word to you. So there's, there's a couple of uh, phases basically, or pathway to that. So, you know, the Holy Spirit does his job, but in the Holy Spirit pricks in the heart of that, that individual, somebody in a human form, basically, that's why we are here. Every human that's here on this earth basically plays a role in the kingdom of God, whether you know it or not, you came um, for a purpose. So your purpose basically, if using me, for example, if I'm a child of God, then my responsibility is to share that good news. But in sharing that news, my life needs to reflect that. So if my life is not reflecting that, regardless of the person who doesn't know Christ, what are they emulating? What are they seeing that even just say they tap into my sword, my strength, or you know, my vibes or whatever, but my vibe is not of God. What be- what what does that benefit that individual? So in tapping into me, my my walk needs to be a fruitful walk. And so it's fruitful in different ways. It's fruitful by what I am sharing, what I'm giving off. It's fruitful by how I am living. And so that my life basically can be a testimony to someone else. So in that in, in, in that aspect, that testimony piece is now I'm taking this individual or individuals under my wing basically and guiding them and showing them if they're willing to learn. Praying with them, reading the scripture with them basically. And so if every church is doing that, this is what I'm saying. So if every church is geared towards that, then you are increasing the kingdom because you are sharing the good news, you are living it. So this is where I differ, where it needs to be church coming together to make this happen. Your congregation can make it happen. Go discipleship, go do decide, go do evangelism. It doesn't take, you know, the church over here, the church over here coming together to do that. You doing it in your in your small space. Excuse me, every individual on the job who is a believer, basically, if they live the way, then the unbelievers are, are seeing how you live and want to know what do you have so special? I want some of what you have based on how you live it. That's the opportunity. You're discipling someone right there, but based on your living, and then you take it a, a step further when you now you draw that person in, you, once you draw them in, then you're helping them navigate based on your communication, your relationship with this. Now, this is my church. My church should have that blueprint to guide and to mentor and to do the things that the new believers basically have a pathway into being viable, kingdom-minded people. Okay, so when you started back with Christ, was there anyone that stood by you, kept you going, encouraged you, and why you're still in this position? But I, I wouldn't say um, there was an, at least from the foundation days, I wouldn't say was there any one person that, you know, um, maybe was 
a, a, um, a body of folks, basically in terms of praying and um, inner support, but not one person that I can pick out and say, I'm a mentor from day one till now. I am wondering if there's anyone that you would like to recognize at this moment who, you know, means a lot to you. Um, so first, you know, my, my currently, I guess I'll start with my mother. Um, I think, you know, I think one of the things, um, staying on track with certain things, maybe not from a Christian standpoint, um, growing up, but getting, you know, is not wanting to disappoint your, your, your mother, even though, yes, disappointment comes, but. But I think so. I'd use um, my mother first and foremost. Now um, I've got friends um, who are um, strong influencer in terms of how I am living life, living my prophecy. life. Uh, Pastor Barnett, you know, Pastor Paul um, from Prophecy also. Um, so I've got several. Folks, you know, in the in the, um, the kingdom realm, that I would say yes, and you know, other pastors that I know, or you know, believers that I know that yes, has been influential as my um, I continue to walk this okay. journey. Okay, it was nice um, to hear that. I'm grateful that you know your journey with Christ, you know, has been measured. You have a lot of people who is keeping you safe. It's a pleasure to have you here with me this afternoon. Um, I would like to say thank you again for your time and your effort for making it possible to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, sir. Hi, everyone. This is Vintage Girl again, reminding you to join me again next time as we explore, reimagine all the things that we can do or be. And I ask of you to keep your humanity, your spirituality, and your Christianity intact. Because Christ is the source of all our lives. And without him, we can do nothing. Thank you.